What's up, good people? Welcome to Everyday with Felicia Renee, the Single Parent Summit podcast. I'm your host, of course, Felicia Renee, and I am so excited that you decided to join me today. On this podcast, we discuss all things single parenting, the good, the bad, and definitely the ugly. This platform was created for single mothers and single fathers alike. This is a judgment-free zone, so no matter how you got to single parenthood, just know that you are not by yourself. Each week we are going to discuss some of the triumphs and challenges of being a single parent. So come along and let's take this crazy ride together. All right, starting the podcast in three, two, one. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Everyday with Felicia Renee, the Single Parent Summit Podcast. I am so excited that you guys have decided to join me today. Listen, I know it's been a minute. I know it's been a minute, but that's okay. That's okay. You know what I'm saying? Baby girl had to take a few minutes, a few moments to myself and step back, make sure that I'm doing everything the way that I feel like it should be done. I want everything to be done and looking right, looking good and making sure that I'm putting out content that is going to be helpful and useful tools that people, parents, single parents can actually use in their everyday life. And I just wanted to make sure that things were looking good and that they were on par with what the brand is you know what i'm saying i didn't want to just you know have things all thrown together so that's neither here nor there i am grateful that you guys are here with me today very happy that you're listening into the podcast and today we're just gonna jump right into it we have a a very uh what 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 can I call it? A very interesting topic today is something that I know that other single mothers uh, deal with in their everyday life. And today we're going to be talking about um, really how to co-parent after infidelity and how to co-parent after a breakup. And whoo, listen, I only can talk about what I know firsthand. I can only talk about information that I have had to go through and currently going through. That's all I can really do. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. So I know it's going to be a deep conversation. I know there may be some things that I'm going to say today that maybe you don't agree with. Um, Maybe you do. But what I do ask is that you just have an open mind about what I'm going to say today. And if you find anything useful, useful, go ahead and implement that. Um, into your co-parenting life um, just to make things easier for your children, for yourself, for the other parent. Because at the end of the day, we want happy, healthy, and fulfilled children. Again, like I said, you know, I just want to be able to help single parents. That's it. Uh, single mothers especially. I want to be able to give them the advice, the tools, the information that I needed and just ever didn't have. And the best way for me to do that is by really sharing um, my personal experiences, what I've gone through and how I got past it. And let me just say this now, I by no means have figured everything out. I really have it. I by no means have it all figured out, all my ducks in a row. But what I have done is grown and matured and learned so many valuable lessons that it really would be a shame not to share and to help other people. So as most of you know, I'm divorced and my ex-husband walked out of our lives when I was six weeks pregnant with our youngest daughter, Autumn, for another woman uh, that he said that he was not seeing. 
So I don't want to make this episode about the act of the infidelity. Uh, I really just want to talk about being thrust into a very, very challenging co-parenting situation as a result of my ex-husband leaving. Um, But I just wanted to give a little bit of background to those of you that may be new to the podcast. And if you want to get caught up on my story and on my background, then you can go back and listen to the episode that is entitled, I believe it's entitled, Uh, my single parent journey. So you can go back and listen to that. Uh, So that way, when I reference my story, uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know exactly the the situations that I'm speaking about. Um, So I'm going to fast forward a little bit till to uh, after the point where, where our youngest daughter Autumn was born. And so in the state of Wisconsin, you cannot divorce your spouse if they are pregnant. That's something that I did not know until we started to go through these divorce proceedings. And um, now, mind you, this was back in 2014, 2015. Lord knows what the um, what they're doing now. But back then, 2014 and 15, you are not allowed to divorce, divorce your spouse if you were married. And so through that whole time, um, that I was going through this situation. So, uh, my ex-husband left in December of 2014 and then autumn was born in September of 2015. And so through that entire time, uh, he was with the other woman. Now we were still married, but he was with the other woman and they were posting on social media and he was telling her how much he loved her and how much he cared about her. And there was even a point that he had, um, made reference to the fact that he and I were divorced when we really weren't. He was saying that we were, we were not divorced by the court of law. We were still married at the time. And so during this whole time, what was happening, right? I was just, first of all, a wreck. But during this time, what was happening was um, it was building a lot of resentment, a lot of anger, a lot of hurt, a lot of frustration. And really, if I can be honest, there was even a level of hatred that was brewing, you know, in my heart for my ex-husband. Like, dude, you cannot be trusted. You are a liar. You're telling people that we're divorced when we're not. Um, you are telling people that Autumn's not your child and just so many different things. And so there was so many emotions tied to this very ugly, very public uh, divorce. And it was very, very challenging. It was a very challenging time because Autumn is our second child together. We have another child, Mackenzie, who is four years older than Autumn. So I was feeling away and was really having to refrain from speaking about what was happening um, to me internally at home because what I didn't want to do is for my children to hear me speaking negatively about their father. And you know, some days it was so challenging to realize that my ex was such a hero. Like he is a hero to my children. They they love their dad and they have no idea all of the things that he had done to me in the past. They had no idea that he left and they had no idea that he started a whole nother family, that he left me high and dry. They have no clue, even till now, they have no clue. And you know what? I'm determined to keep it that way. Um, My way of thinking was and still is that if my children find out that their father did anything in the past to me or any of other women, it is not going, it will not be 
<laughs> because they heard it from me. I refuse then and I refuse now to talk poorly about my ex in front of my children. That is off limits. I will not do it. I have never done it and I'm never going to start doing it. But baby, listen up. Okay, listen, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Huh? I'm going to say what I'm going to say. I have my times where I need to get it out. <laughs> and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to say it in front of the kids. But when they not there and I and I need to say what I need to say, oh, she going to say what she need to say. Okay? She going to say what she need to say. Every person that is going through something similar to what I had to go through. You need that. Everybody needs a place to go and vent. You can do that in prayer. You can do that in counseling. You, you guys know I am a advocate for counseling. I'm currently in counseling and probably will be till I die. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But that's just how I feel. I feel like counseling is so necessary. You can vent to a trusted friend, a family member, but you need an outlet. Just not in front of the babies. Just not in front of the kids. And so... It takes a level of restraint a lot of times um, to be going through something like that, to be going through something so difficult and man, it just be on the tip of your tongue, but for your children's sake, say what you're going to say, but just not in front of the kids. So after about six months um, after autumn was born um, in the state of Wisconsin, you, you have to wait six months after you divorce to be able to get married. So my ex-husband waited for the six months and he wound up marrying the girl that he left our family for. And after that, he started to try and like come and get the kids. Y'all, when I, when I tell you I was livid, I was so mad. So in my mind, I'm thinking this Negro is really bold he left me high and dry he left me holding the bag left me with all of the bills left me with all of the responsibility and now he has the nerve huh the audacity y'all know if men ain't got nothing else they are not in no shortage of audacity got the audacity the unmitigated gall to come and ask me to send my kids to your apartment that you share with the girl you left me for, you got to be, you got to be kidding. I know you lying. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, this, he got to be kidding. I am not sending my kids to your house to be kicking it. Okay. Now that's what I was thinking. Right. Why was I thinking that? Because I'm hurt. Because I'm angry. Because I've been left high and dry. Because I don't trust you now. I don't even like you. I don't like now one of you. Okay. Now let me, I'm just, this is me being honest. This is me being honest about how I felt. Okay. In 2014, 15, as autumn is getting older, this is how I'm feeling. And that's one thing that I really, really, really want us to start doing is being honest about how we are feeling instead of trying to keep all of that stuff bottled up. It's ridiculous. This is honestly how I was feeling. But do you notice anything about what I said? Everything that I just said was 100% true. Nothing I said was inaccurate. However, most of the statements that I just made were about me, about what my ex did to me. Everything I said was about my relationship with him as a partner and not his relationship with the kids as a father. So 
I was having this conversation with one of my good girlfriends as I was going through this at the time. And she and I, as we were talking, she said something that really opened my eyes and made me change my perspective on this subject. And she said this, Felicia, (laughs) I'll never forget it, my friend Jojo. She said, Felicia, you are going to have to learn to live with the fact that he is gone and he is not coming back. And even if he tried, you wouldn't let him. These are not just your kids. These are his kids too. And you are not supposed to keep these kids from their father. I don't care how terrible he was to you. Did he do everything wrong? Yes, he did. Could he did all of that differently? Yes, he could have. But at the end of the day, these are his kids too. And it was one of those moments you ever have one of those friends who, um, you know, you know that they right, but you're just like, oh, I hate that you're right. It was that moment. It was that moment that I was like, I am angry because of what this man did to me. And I have every right to be angry. Huh? I do. I have every right to be upset. But I cannot allow my anger with my ex to keep my children from having a relationship with their father, whatever that is going to look like. And so that brings me to my first tip, my first key to successful co-parenting after infidelity or successful co-parenting after a breakup. You need to recognize (laughs) that the children are both of your children. These are not just your children. And I understand, I know, I know what he did. I hear you, everything that you're saying or thinking is probably correct. But these are still half your children and half his children. And the right thing to do is to make sure that the children have at least the opportunity. Now, whether or not he jumps in and is the man and does what he's supposed to do, that's on him. But make sure that you are not the reason that they don't have a relationship with their father, okay? So that's the first thing. Just remember that they're both of your children. So I know I had to also admit to myself that, okay, although he was a horrible romantic partner to me, I knew that he loved our kids. And not one time ever have I ever felt like the kids were in any danger when they were with him. And so what you're going to have to do is you're going to need to be realistic about if the kids are actually in danger or if you just don't want them around the other woman. Cause, cause if I could keep it real, baby, if I could really just keep it real, when I had AJ, my ex-husband was married to the other woman and he was, he was asking if the kids can come over at first. I was like, man, no, no. I don't want my children around that girl. (laughs) I know that's petty and messy, (laughs) but I was hurting. I was hurting. And that's what hurt people. That's how hurt people act, right? I felt like he owed me an apology. And not only that, I felt like she owed me an apology. I felt like they owed it to me to sit down so we can hash this thing out. That's what I felt like was owed to me. If you want the kids to come over to your house, the least you can do is sit down and have a conversation with me. I got some questions. I want to know why. I want to know how come. I want to know if y'all feel any kind of remorse. I want to know if you feel bad. I want to know, right? But guess what? None of that ever happened. I never got an apology from him. 
I never got an apology from her. I never sat down with either one of them so we can hash all of this out. None of that never happened. Not one time. It never happened. And guess what? The reality of it is, it may never happen. I might never get that apology from him. I might never get the apology from her. And I may never, ever sit down with the two of them so we can hash this thing out. I'm, but at this point, I'm okay. I don't feel like hashing nothing out. But I think back then, maybe it might have done me a little bit of good, right? Would having a conversation have been great? Yes. That would have been great. But the reality of it is, did none of that happen? So what was I supposed to do? Just not continue to not let this man see his kids because I ain't like her? That's it. Ain't, it's not right. I am not going to allow their dad to not be able to see his kids because I feel like they owed me a sit down. Once again, that's me talking about what I feel like I'm old. What about my kids? Right? My kids are owed the opportunity to at least try to have a relationship with their father, no matter what he did to me in the past. And that's real talk. It's all about what's in the best interest of the kids, period, okay? So the second tip that I have for successful co-parenting after infidelity or a breakup is to buy some sort of communication device. Now we're talking about real life, practical things that we can do to help us co-parent with somebody that we don't trust because they hurt us. This is real life. This is for real. And it really is happening. It happens all the time. So again, the second tip is to buy some sort of communication device. That could be a computer. That could be a phone, what have you. Um, but what I did was I bought my kids a phone. I added an extra line to um, my account so that they could communicate with their dad. I only wanted to communicate with him about things concerning the kids. I didn't want him uh, calling my phone anymore to try and talk to the kids because I'd be busy. And if I see him and the kids with the babysitter, I ain't gonna answer the phone because I'm busy. And I know that he only wanted to talk to the kids. So I bought them the cell phone. That way he can call them. He can text them directly. And if he has something to discuss with me that pertains to the kids, he can always hit my line. And let me just tell you, this is working out beautifully for all of us. They communicate with their dad much more often than they used to since having their phone. And I know this might not be an option for some families, but if it is, I really want to encourage you to try to uh, make sure that they have a way to communicate with their the other parent um, so that the communication can stay strong. And let me say this, let me tell you how else having a device has really benefited my, my two younger daughters. So my daughters are two of my ex-husband's five children that he has. He has two with me and three with uh, other people. And it has really been helpful because now my children have a group chat with the rest of their siblings. Now, they weren't able to see these kids before. I mean, I'm, I know of their parents, but I ain't cool with them. And I'm definitely not sending my kids off to nobody's house, you know, just because they siblings. I, I don't, now that I don't do. But I... I'm very happy 
and very excited for the fact that they are all in a group chat. They do like group FaceTime, they do group text messages with their dad, and then they play games back and forth. And that means so much to me that my children um, know who their siblings are, that they know their brothers and sisters. Because, you know, my childhood was nothing like my children's childhood. I grew up in a house with my mom and my dad. My parents are still married. All of us were living in a house together. You know what I mean? Like I had just like a, a, a two-parent household. And I don't know what it's like to not see my siblings every day. Like I, said, I mean, it's four of us. We was in the house together every day, all day. Um, and so I am really, really happy to see my children uh, having a relationship or having communication with their siblings. So that really blesses my heart. And I know it's good for them too. Okay, so my third tip to successful co-parenting is making pickups and drop-offs easy. So if you and your ex are ones that have an arranged parenting schedule and you guys don't get along and you have issues with communication, try making arrangements um, for the child to be picked up at school. So for example, if your child is mandated by the court to spend the weekends with the father, um, try arranging for that parent to pick the child up from school. So uh, it would look like this. On Friday after school, the dad would pick them up. They stay with dad on Friday. They stay with dad on Saturday. They stay with dad on Sunday. And then on Monday, dad's going to bring them back to the school and you pick them up after school on Monday. That way you are completely avoiding the other parent as much as possible. I understand how important that is, especially if this wound is still open and you're still working on healing and you just don't even want to be bothered, right? Now, there may be times where you are going to have to communicate in the beginning um, about the well-being of the child, but what what you can do uh, is just try and get them to agree to that. You pick them up on Friday after school. I'll pick them up to keep them throughout the week, Monday after school. That way, you staying away from them, they're staying away from you. That time, I understand how necessary that time is to just kind of heal. And sometimes, just seeing the other person is a trigger. So I completely completely get that. I know for myself and my oldest daughter's father, that was a similar situation to what we had. Now, we do pretty well and have done pretty well with communicating, but um, my daughter was going to a school on the South side and he lived on the South side. So I would take her, I believe it was like Monday morning to the bus stop um, or Friday morning, excuse me, to the bus stop on Friday morning. And then after school, he would pick her up from that same bus stop and he would keep her Friday evening, Saturday, Sunday, and then take her back to the bus stop on Monday and I would pick her up. And so sometimes you just have to work out a schedule that keeps you from having to constantly see this other person, especially if they exhibit toxic behavior. Now, mind you, I do understand that everyone's situation is different. And just because this worked for me doesn't necessarily mean that it will work for you or somebody else. But what I think I'm really trying to get at is to do whatever, number one, is best for the kids, okay? That will always be the most important thing. That will always be the priority. But two, do what is necessary to keep you at a state of peace, to keep you level-headed and calm. You have to be able to do that. The last thing I want you to remember is that at the end of the day, 
you are still their mom, okay? You are the most important person in their life and no one will ever be able to replace you. You, my dear, are irreplaceable and you have to remember that. I know firsthand how challenging this single mom life and this single mom journey can be. And that's why I'm here to help. I know exactly what it feels like, um, you know, to have to send your kid to someone's house who you feel was responsible for your family being broken. Um, I know how hard that is. I know how difficult that is. But let me just assure you of this. God is a protector. And if your children are, if you don't feel like your children are going to be in danger while they are with their father, you just have to trust God and you have to allow them to go. Now, if you feel like your kids are in danger, that's a whole nother conversation. But just remember, don't base how you're feeling on your relationship with the other parent, your personal romantic relationship with the other parent. Let's talk about that particular person as a father. Is he a good father? Does he love the children? Does he take care? You know, when does he keep them safe? If the answer is yes, then you, you're you going to have to just really be strong and do what is necessary to be done so that those children have the opportunity to build a lasting relationship with their father, especially if he desires to be in their life. I am all about empowering the other parent to be able to be in the kid's life. I don't ever want to be the reason that um, the kids aren't able to communicate. I don't ever want to be the reason that the kids aren't able to see their dad. I don't ever want to be the reason that they don't have respect for their dad because I'm talking bad about him or whatever. I know how challenging it is. And so I just want to encourage you to keep your head up and just continue to press on and do the right thing. I know it may not seem like it right now, but I promise you, this really does get get easier. Uh, it gets easier as the children get older. Finding the balance comes with the children getting older and finding the balance comes with just living through this and walking through it and finding what works for you. So you guys, I hope that you were able to gain something valuable, some information that you can take away from today's podcast. I hope that you were encouraged. I love you guys. Remember that you are loved, you are seen, and you are heard. I want you guys to make sure that you like and subscribe. I also want to make sure that you follow me on all the socials. It's Every Day with Felicia Renee on Instagram. Follow me on Clubhouse for Clubhouse conversations about single parenting. Um, And it's Felicia Renee on Clubhouse. And then on Facebook, I have a group that I want you to go join on Facebook. And it's called the Single Parent Summit. So if you're looking for support, if you're looking for some information, if you're looking for anything single parent related, go to Facebook and find the Single Parent Summit group. Go ahead and submit um, or just let me know that you want to join. And I'll go ahead and let you inside of the group and then also on YouTube it's every day with Felicia Renee so again be sure to share this podcast with someone that you know it's gonna help and I will see you guys next week Monday um at 7 30 for the next podcast God bless So guys, thank you again for joining me today on the Single Parent Summit podcast. And do me a favor, please share this with two single parents that you may know. 
And also, if you have any topics that you would like for us to cover, I want you to email those topics to FeliciaRenee2020 at gmail.com. So that's F-E-L-E-C-I-A-R-E-N-A-Y 2020 at gmail.com. And if you're looking for some support, I want you to go to Facebook and you can join the private Facebook group, The Single Parent Summit. Again, it's private. You don't have to worry about your business being all out in the street, but it's a group of single parents who are supportive and they are uh, like-minded and just looking for a place to belong. So please go there and join that group. Again, I am so appreciative that you guys decided to join me today and I'll see you guys in the next episode. So...